What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that is helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity here. So the show goes, you hit me up with your questions about morality, spirituality, evangelization, relationship advice, the list goes on. I will sit with them, pray with them, and study, and then try to respond in such a way that is good for you and your relationship with Jesus Christ and the Catholic Church. If you're a first-time listener, you can hit me up with your own questions, comments, and critiques at www.essentialpress.com slash askfatherjosh, spell out A-S-K-F-A-T-H-E-R-J-O-S-H. You can also rate us and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and other podcast formats. That will help other people to find out about the show. If it's good for you, it might be good for them as well. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the seal of confession. These are my confessions, just when I said. All right, so we're going to talk about confession, and we're going to talk about priests who are now saints, who were unwilling to break the seal of confession, even to the point of death. It's going to be so amazing. And so stay tuned for this great show on confession. But until we get to the topic, I'm going to share with you a glory story. My glory story is this. So I think I mentioned either last week or the week before that uh, I was able to go to Florida with our seminarian, another priest, and our deacon to go witness the vows of three of our Mercedarian sisters of the Blessed Sacrament. What was also just really beautiful was hanging out with my brother priest and hearing his glory stories of his priest. He's only been a priest for now for two years, this guy. Uh, and I just, I'm grateful as I listen to his priestly heart, um, as a vocation director, obviously I, I love the priesthood. I love, uh, you know, I just love to help guys to discern the priesthood. I think it's a great gift to be a priest and a gift that none of us are worthy of, but it was such a gift to hear his heart. And when I asked him like, Hey man, like, how's your first couple of years been to hear him share like his joys in the sacraments, his joys in offering the sacraments. And yeah, I just find the same to be true for me is that like only we can offer the sacrament of reconciliation. Only we can perfect the Eucharist. Only we can anoint the sick and prepare people for heaven. And that's a gift. And I think sometimes I've seen it happen where my brother priest get caught up in other things uh, that anybody could do. And it's like, look, yeah, look, those are things that we might be good at, but at the same time, we need to always make sure we're prioritizing above those good things, the greatest goods, which are the, the sacraments. Uh, because the sacraments are the normative path to salvation. And and God invited us to be priests to to be a bridge for people to become saints. And yeah, so it was just a gift. It was a gift, a gift to my little priestly heart to hear a brother priest talk about his love for the sacraments and his his joy in being available to share the sacraments with people in the most inconvenient times of his life, to be able to share the sacraments because that's what we're here for. So yeah, glory story is thank you, Jesus, for the sacraments. We need them. If you haven't had a confession in a while, this might be your wake-up call to go to confession and to receive God's love and God's mercy. If, if you, yeah, ask your priest to your confession. I think sometimes a priest could forget about why they became priest. They get caught up in doing so many other good things, but it's like, nah, the sacraments, the sacraments, that's where it's at. So yeah, thank you, Jesus, for good holy priest who are making the sacraments available to your people. All right, with that, let's jump into our question for today. Thank you. 
So question comes in. Can a priest break the seal of confession if the person confesses committing a serious crime? That is a great question. That comes in from Anonymous. So, all right, the seal of confession, what does it do? It is meant to protect the person confessing their sins from having their sins exposed to shame. I think about Jesus and the gospel. He did check the woman who was caught in adultery and so don't sin anymore, but he first sent everyone else away before he talked to her about her sin. They were all trying to stone her and publicly shame her, and he sent everybody away. And then he had a one-on-one private conversation with her. He did the same thing with Peter in the Gospel of John, chapter 21. After Peter had denied him and had abandoned him, he took Peter off one-on-one, apart from the other apostles, and had a conversation with Peter where he invited Peter to, to reconcile with him. So Jesus Christ doesn't expose us to shame. And so the seal of confession is meant to protect people from having their sins exposed to shame. The fourth Lateran Council in the year 1215, again, this is one of the gifts of our church. Our church isn't new. Our church didn't like pop up because somebody felt like they were inspired a, a couple of years ago. Our church literally goes back 2,000 years to Jesus Christ as our founder. We weren't founded by Bob or by Kendrick or by Joe or by Maria or by Jody, you know, it, it was Jesus Christ founded us. And so in the year 1215, the Council of Lateran Fathers, they taught us this, that let the priest, quote, let the priest absolutely beware that he does not by word or sign or by any manner, whatever, in any way, betray the sinner. That's in the year 1215. So that the seal of confession is supposed to be a bridge for people to come to the sacrament. It's supposed to draw people to the sacrament because they know that whatever they say in the sacrament of reconciliation stays in the sacrament of reconciliation. It's ain't Las Vegas. It ain't kind of like sort of what stays here, what said it stays. It's not the river rule at an axe retreat. What we say here is going to stay here uh, because we all know that some people are going to break that rule, but not when it comes to the seal of confession. It's a whole different level. If there was a chance that a person's sins could be revealed, they would not go to confession. They would not trust going to the sacrament of reconciliation. But because they know the priest can't say nothing, they are drawn. The Code of Canon Law, which is another great book, so you have these councils, you have the Bible, you also have Canon Law. And in section 983, it says this, that the sacrament of seal is inviolable. Therefore, it is absolutely forbidden for a confessor to betray in any way a penitent in words or in any manner for any reason. Like This forbids a priest to ever reveal what he has heard. Right? We cannot reveal what we have heard ever. Right? We are bound by the seal forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. We can never tell somebody's sins, even if they die. I can't be like, oh, well, guess what? You know, so-and-so came to me. Nah, even if they moved to another country, nope. Even if they falsely accused me of something, I cannot go and reveal what I heard in the confessional. Once it's in the confessional, it stays in the confessional. And this seal applies to other people too. If you are standing outside the line of the confessional and you overhear somebody's confession, you're also bound by the seal. You cannot break the seal by like, you won't believe what I heard today. If you are a, an interpreter and you go in the confessional and you help a person to confess their sins to a priest, you know, through sign language, you are bound by the seal. 
The only person who is not bound by the seal of confession is the person who is confessing their sins to the priest. And even if that person talks about their experience in a confessional, uh, that doesn't give the priest permission. Oh, now they said it. I could talk about it, too. Nope. Only that person who confessed their sins could talk about their sins in the confessional and outside the confessional. Period. So the seal of confession is a safeguard. So no matter what somebody confesses, whether it's I stole a dollar or I stole a thousand dollars, whether it's I had a lustful thought or I committed adultery with somebody who works for your church, whether it's I got into an argument with my sibling or I murdered somebody. I, as a priest, cannot ever break the seal of confession. It is a seal, uh, like for a reason, uh, because God wants his love and mercy to be extended to everybody. And he wants everyone to be safe, to be drawn. Now, now, should somebody who does a heinous crime turn themselves in? Certainly. Can the priest encourage them to turn themselves in? Certainly. But the priest cannot break the seal, period. So, yeah, that's, that's why we have the seal. No matter what somebody says, it's a safe place to be reconciled with the Lord. With that being said, we're going to take a break, and I'm going to talk about two uh, members of the body of Christ, two holy men uh, who refused to break the seal, and because of that, they experienced a lot of pain and suffering and persecution and still would not break the seal. Stay tuned. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz. I want to let you know about a new book by Ascension. It is called The Pocket Guide to the Sacrament of Reconciliation, and it is co-authored by Father Josh Johnson and myself. I cannot wait for you to be able to read it and let your experience of reconciliation be transformed by God with a little help from this book. And we are back. Just a quick reminder, you can hit me up with your own questions, comments, and critiques at www.assistionpress.com slash askfatherjosh. You can also uh, rate us and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and other podcast formats. And you can share us on your social media pages. If the show is good for you, it might be good for other people as well. Our two members of the body of Christ who are witnesses of the seal of confession are one, Blessed John uh, Sarkander, he died like in 1620. He was a priest and uh, his landlord wanted him to break the seal of confession. His landlord wanted him to tell him the names of the people who were going to confession to him and he refused. He refused to share this information with his landlord who had power over him and because he refused, he ended up getting tortured and he suffered. Uh, he was covered with feathers and oil, and he was lit on fire. And even while his body was burning, he refused to reveal the names and the content of the people and the stuff that they confessed. Another priest is St. John Nepomuceni, and uh, he's a priest who was the queen's confessor. And at some point, the king, the husband of the queen, he wanted to know, like, look, I see my wife going to confession all the time. What is she saying? I'm the king. You could tell me. Like, I, I, I run this show. And St. John was like, look, you might be the king of this land, but I don't worship you. I worship the king of kings. And the king of kings has invited me to be a priest who will not break the seal of confession. So not going to happen. No matter how much you want to push your weight around, your authority around, your power around, your privilege around, I ain't saying Nothing. Snitches get stitches. Uh, and so the king was upset 
And so the king uh, said, if you don't tell me, I'm going to cut your head off. And St. John just said, look, you're going to have to cut my head off then because I'm, I'm not saying nothing at all. Uh, my tongue uh, is tied. Not going to happen. And so the king did kill him. And after the king killed him, he's buried. And uh, years later, he, he was dug up. His body, his remains were pulled up. And of course, his body, like most of our bodies, decayed. But what's interesting is that the one part of his body that never decayed was his tongue. His tongue remained the same. It looked the same as the day that he died. Because that was the Lord's way of showing, like, look, like this man's tongue ultimately uh, was, you know, that thing that uh, respected and reverenced the queen. And it was that thing that helped him to uh, remain in intimacy with me, remain in communion with me on earth and forever in the kingdom of heaven. So shout out to the sacramental seal of confession. And yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's a gift. So we invite you, St. John uh, and Blessed John to pray for us. And so next time, I will see you in the Eucharist. Deuces.